Happy Monday. Well, I guess it can't be too happy because it is a Monday. This is Adam Houston with the Winston-Salem Journal. Got a different guest this week, Country Dan Collins. All right. How you doing, Country? I'm doing awesome. Hope you are, Adam. Oh, I'm doing great. This is the My Take on Wake edition of the weekly Prep Zone podcast. Uh, ahead of the ACC tournament, we decided to switch it up a little bit. Country, I got a kind of a serious question. Okay. What percent chance-wise... What is the percentage that Wake Forest wins the national championship this year? Is it, is it 100% or is it greater than 100%? Uh, oh, at least much, much greater than 100%. It's a, it's a sure lock bet. You know, put your money down. i tell you what, though, that game at Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. Adam, that was in a lot of ways more impressive than beating number eight Louisville at home because they go up and they play an NCAA tournament team mm-hmm. on the road John Collins has foul trouble, doesn't do anything in the first half. Scoreless in the first half. Scoreless in the first half. And then with about 10 minutes to go in that game, they grabbed Virginia Tech by the throat, Mm -hmm. and they throttled them, Adam. I mean, I I can't remember the last time I saw Wake do that to an NCAA team on the road to go up there and win that game going away. They imposed their will, and that's three in a row. They've got huge momentum. They've become a real, real story. Yes, they have. I mean, and it's been fun. And I've actually I've watched more Wake Forest basketball over this season than any other team. You know, we yeah. kind of have. You know, we kind of have to work in here at the Winston Salem Journal. Not yeah, it's a requirement, but it helps. Um, and I'll tell you, they have been fun to watch over the past two or three weeks. Really fun to watch. And John Collins, my yes. cousin John, loved it. Loved it. He's a really, really cool guy. Anyway, of the West Palm Beach Collins, yeah, my, right? my yeah, my soon to be very rich John Collins. <laughs> He's one of these guys that, honestly, it seemed like he got better every game. Mm-hmm. Every game, he looked like he was taking his game to another level. Right. Last time I remember that happening, that dynamic was Tim Duncan. Yes. When Tim Duncan, of course, you can't compare John Collins to one of the greatest players in the history of basketball yet, but mm-hmm. you can talk about the progression, the similarity, the progression right. of the two, and see them just emerge in front of your eyes, and all of a sudden you're talking about, you know, He's an All-American kind of guy. You know, not just All-ACC. You can make him first-team All-America. Well, I mean, I think he is in the running for the Naismith. A little bit. I mean, a little bit of a dark horse. How about that? A little bit. But it could happen. Sure. Probably not. But it has been fun to watch him and this team around him as they have as they have overcome those early season struggles of just letting win after win, you know, kind of get away from them. And now here we are you know, postseason where it really matters. Yeah, and then Brian Crawford. Okay, early in the year, yeah. I've always loved his heart. Mm-hmm. He plays hard. He's a gamer. I always had question about his head, and he would make questionable decisions in in, 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 in tight moments. Mm-hmm. He'd get into what's known as hero ball somewhere. He would try yeah. to take on the world. It'd be Brian against the world. Yeah. And there again, that's a young point guard, and you understand it. Mm-hmm. But by the way Danny Manning has brought him into the fold and the way he's playing within the team framework right now is really, really impressive. He's, he, he should have been third-team All-ACC in my mind. I, I thought that that was definitely an oversight. But uh, he's just been really, really good. And Danny Manning, I'm going to be honest, 
midway mm-hmm. through this season, I wondered if he was the guy at Wake, and I kept looking at his experience level, and he, mm-hmm. a guy who had been a head coach for two years, and he gets brought into the ACC, and he's yeah. coaching against guys, four of them are in the Hall of Fame, you know, yeah. and the Leonard say, and, not the, and not just the ACC, like the heart of the ACC country. The heart country of the ACC, ACC big four. Exactly. Well, he's convinced me that he's the guy, the way he kept this team together, like you mentioned, they started playing better. Mm-hmm. Win three in a row down the stretch and carry yep. being nine and nine after being two and sixteen a year ago. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, Danny, I tell you what, I'm on board, man. I'm on board. I wasn't <laughs> on board early in this year when you were like one and four and things were you know wobbly. I wondered, but I'm most impressed with the way the job he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems that Collins and Crawford this year. I know we had kind of talked about it preseason and throughout the year, but they've they've come up to replace the Cody Miller-McIntyre and oh, Devin yeah. Thomas dynamic of last year. They're, and they've they got a better chemistry, much, much, mm-hmm. much better chemistry. And the, the spare parts have worked. Obviously, Keyshawn Woods has given them a, given them a whole lot. Oh, yeah. I like – I call well, him a little chill – Brandon Childress. I mean, yes. of course, I have that. Is he is he a little chip off his old block? He's his a dad's big block chip too? off his old block. Okay. He's a big chip off his old block. We're talking about Randolph Childress. Randolph assistant, Childress. Associate head coach of the Deacons, associate I think, head right? Coach. And, and that's one of the real cool uh, stories of my career, to know to know Randolph and to cover him during his heyday and to watch what he did in the 1995 ACC tournament. Well, mm-hmm. all, still to this day, the greatest tournament performance in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. And to see and know Randolph the way I did and to see his son come along and get to know his son and see the same qualities in, 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 in Brandon, it's just been really cool. But I like the way Brandon, is once again, is a gamer. Mm-hmm. He's not afraid of anything, but he knows the game of basketball. He really has a good comprehension level of the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. And Dino, just the way the fits, the parts have fit. Danny made a kind of a stray comment, offhanded comment about the other day about how much this team gets along with each other. And I had a uh, email from a woman who used to be Carl Tacey's uh, a secretary, and she said that that was one of the things that she always knew back in her days is a lot of times it's how teams get along. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think last year's team got along nearly as well as this team, this year's team. They, I think they really do enjoy. There's a camaraderie. There that this and those are the teams that win late in the year, Adam. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They win late in the year when everybody oh, else yeah. is pulled apart. Well, this is the time. This is especially the time when everybody has to come together because yes. these are the games you have to win. Yes. Unlike those other games where we say it's like you know this is a game you have to have in the regular season. No, right. these are the ones that actually count that you That's have exactly to win. Right. I mean, so and Wake Forest right now. I mean, looking really really solid with a tournament resume, especially oh, yeah. last Wednesday against Louisville. Um, how rocking was the Joel last Wednesday? Uh, you know, it wasn't, they didn't have as many people as they should have. It was 11-4, which means there probably were about nine, ten thousand there, uh-huh. which that was a disappointment. But the people who did show up showed up, and yeah. and it was ACC basketball. Mm-hmm. You don't always see ACC basketball in Joel Coliseum. And by ACC basketball, I'm talking about the atmosphere, the right. you know, the energy in the building. Yeah. It was in there. It was in there Wednesday night. It was really, really cool. Did it kind of take you back? I guess the most recent one would have been the Chris Paul days back in the mid-2000s. They had it going under Dino Gaudio some, you know, with the, mm-hmm. the James Johnson and, and, and Teague and Aminu. Mm-hmm. They were an NCAA team. So I saw it in there some. I have not seen it since then, though. Okay. Not to that degree. Not, I mean, but. Oh, and it was, it was nice to finally see him break through. As well, oh, I will yeah. say. I mean, you know, as as we watch, as we watch them all season, you know, you do develop uh, affection. I guess yeah. you would say, yeah, 
or an affinity for the team. But like we said, this is the games that count. Tomorrow, two o'clock, Boston College, number ten seed Wake Forest versus number fifteen Boston College. How far realistically do you think this team can go in in Brooklyn? Well, I've seen so many weird things in my life that I never say never for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, no one expects the guy who nobody heard of to end up be Tim Duncan. Nobody expects the last scholarship that Jim Grobe signed in a football class to end up being Raleigh Skinner. You just you don't know. I saw the 83 Wolfpack win the yeah. NCAA championship. Oh, yeah. So you don't know. So, so yeah, it's within the realm of possibilities they win the ACC championship. But I think they could reasonably uh, – they should win the first game. They should beat Boston College. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they got a, they got a shot at, uh, at Virginia Tech. Obviously, they just beat them. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, one thing that Wake has to understand, and I think Danny's good about this, that – uh, you know, you got to dig down every game. You know, you never, you never should get satisfied. Mm-hmm. No, no team should ever get satisfied. So if they get to feeling, to get the big head a little bit, that'll right. hurt them. They got to be hungry. Well, they got, think, to, they got to go into it hungry. If they go into it hungry, they could win the first two games. Well, I remember after that Louisville game, uh, Manning. I yes. forget the direct quote. He didn't say he didn't. He wasn't really rah rah about it. Like you know, we finally right. got a signature win. We finally broke through. It was like. All right, well, we won this one. We got Virginia Tech Saturday. Yes, exactly right. And he's kept it on the straight and narrow, which is it's boring for us sports riders when he <laughs> says the next game is the most important game because That's it's our true. next game. Now, it's, it's a horrible quote for us because it's so cliche. But on the other hand, from his purposes, that's exactly right. That's, that's actually quite exactly true. exactly right. I yeah. think the only time I've seen a coach really happy was after winning a state championship when yeah. I covered a high school football team. Yeah, because yeah. you always go to the next to the next uh, challenge. Right. And so, sure, they could win. And, you know, and who knows? They win those first mm-hmm. two. And I like Florida State a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, they, they would They're play tough. If they win the first two, they would, play, they would play Florida State. I love their – in fact, if I had to pick a team just to – a team to win. I, I generally don't go with the Blues because they win so often. <laughs> that's not totally. It's too easy. That's it's quite too easy true. to pick Carolina and Duke. So a lot, a lot of times, my off team is Florida State, partly because mm-hmm. I do like Leonard Hamilton as a coach. You win an ACC championship yep. in Tallahassee. If you ever been to Tallahassee and looked around, and you know that's not ACC country. And, and for, no, I mean that's basically people. an extension of the Southeast Conference exactly down there. Exactly right. I mean, and, and exactly one of the right. one of the greatest. Uh, I guess, tweets or quotes from a college football analyst. It was during the whole LSU uh, coaching search, like whether Jimbo Fisher would leave Florida State to go to LSU. Right. And the question, and one of the guys, I think it was maybe Andy Staples or Stuart Mandel said, it's like, why would he leave? He has all of the benefits of the SEC yes. and none of the Nick Saban. And none of the <laughs> <laughs> so, so I do like Leonard, and I like the fact yeah. that they're, deepest, they're the deepest team in the league. Oh. You know, he'll play 12, he'll play eleven or twelve, and that serves you in good stead over a three a three game tournament. I, they haven't. The, the the issue I would have picking them is they've been so good at home and only been average to mediocre uh, away from uh, home. So they haven't shown themselves to be a good road team yet. Uh, I love Notre Dame. I like the way Mike mm-hmm. Bray coaches, but I, I wonder about their depth. I don't, I don't yeah. think they have enough players. I really I think they they, they would wear out before before Sunday. So uh, I'm, my pick is going to be Florida State, but but on mm-hmm. the other hand, would it stun me if if Wake were to get to uh, get to Thursday and, and and beat Florida State? Well, no, not right now. Well, and I would say also based on what we saw in December down in Tallahassee. I mean, granted, Florida State went on I think a twenty to three run in the second half, yeah. and 
you know, and won that game. But Wake hung with them for about the first thirty minutes or so, I think. Yeah, but you know, I you know that brought me that brings me back to uh, although I did think it came into play. I asked Brian Crawford after the pit game. They had a week off before they played Louisville. Mm-hmm. I said, Brian, you guys have played Louisville tough. The first only two times you played them since they joined the league, really tough. Those games you could have won both of. Does that give you confidence going into this game? His point was new teams, new games, everything's different when you get on the court. Oh, yeah. So I wonder how much that will translate from all the way back in 2016, right? We're talking about the first game was yeah. still in the calendar year of 2016. It still was. It still was. And, uh, yeah. I would still say, I would still make the case that it's still part of this year. And it also might give you confidence in that you've been up against mm-hmm. these guys. You've seen Jonathan Isaacs play. You know, all of a sudden he's not just a name, and you've, you've been going up against Bacon again, and Raton mm-hmm. Mays. XRM. And, yeah, yeah. Xavier Wraith and Mays. Uh, yeah. uh, one of my favorite guys in the league is Odo. Odo. Oh, I just love that guy. He is the – I was a sports writer used to being around big guys, you know, big human beings because I've been a sports writer 45 years, so I'm used oh, yeah. to seeing – but when I get around a guy like Michael Odo, I'm just blown away by how huge this guy <laughs> is. He is so – Big Adam. He's not only yeah. seven feet, but he's three hundred and something pounds. It's all muscle. He's mm-hmm. a great guy. He's a really jovial, interesting guy, and uh, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I always got a smile on his face, but he is just huge. Yeah, he's monstrous. So I, it's That's, always a good story when Florida State gets on a run. I always love it because, um, and I've been sports writer for a while, but. I always I'm six foot five. Yeah. So when I run up against like these D one basketball players and everybody, yeah. and, I'm, and yeah. I'm looking up if I'm interviewing yeah. or talking to them, yeah. I'm like, wow. You ever look? You at, guys you ever, are huge. Yeah. You ever look at their shoes when you go in the locker room? Well, you, well we can't go in the locker room anymore. No. We used to go in the locker room, but you look at their shoes, they're boats. I mean, really, <laughs> you're saying a small Cambodian uh, family could, could live in one of those damn shoes for 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 a week. I mean. These are big human beings. But going yeah, back, but, to Florida State is a cool team, and I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing them win. Oh no! I mean, I think I'm going to have to go with the regu- the ACC regular season champs. Yeah. I grew up a Chapel Hill fan, so yeah, that's always kind of a sentimental pick for me. Plus, they're number one overall, playing pretty games. well right now. By two games. Oh yeah, and they will. I mean, only only to lose four in the ACC yeah. regular season in this ACC. Yeah. Is, is quite an accomplishment. And they've got, uh, and Jackson is a great, great player, but mm-hmm. they've got so many ways they can come after you. Yeah. They, they, they got they got many, many ways they can beat you. If you looked at Saturday night's game, Barry at the start of it in the yeah. first half, yeah. nailing, I think, four or four yeah. from three-pointers, yeah. and he finished the game with 28. I know. So. I know, and, and they, they and uh, Hicks can come on. <clears throat> they, they just got so many ways that they can get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're and the best team. And on top of that, they can control the glass. I mean, they're great rebounding team. Yeah. Good yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> now, country. I know you're not. You're not going to go to Brooklyn this year. Right. Uh, we're sending Keegan Low. But what? Yeah. You know, just what throughout the years of covering the ACC tournament has stood out to you? I mean, what? What's it like? I mean, can you take Can you take us inside for some people who haven't been on the road to those things? Uh, you know, of all the all the, the many things I've done to sports writer the. the being in every ACC tournament since 1974, it's, it's, it's been the coolest, mm-hmm. the coolest part of my job. Uh, in 1974, I was a senior at Chapel Hill, and uh, I was working for the local newspaper, the Chapel Hill newspaper, part-time. I was a part-time student, uh, part-timer. And we got to Saturday night, and uh, there were only two full-time writers, one Mark Wicker, and the other was uh, Lad Balkum. Lad Balkum was the editor. Somebody had to stay back 
and put out the paper and, and do what you do at night. Uh, put that right, edit the copy and write the headlines and move the copy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't equipped to do that. I didn't know how to do it. So Mark Wicker, who's one of the best sports writers in America, by the way, and he actually bit the bullet. He lay, he he stayed back in in Chapel Hill to put out the paper, and that left the seat open for me to go with Lad to the championship game of 1974. And it ends up being David Thompson, uh, Monty Tal, uh, uh, Tommy Burleson versus Marilyn of of uh, Lynn Elmore, Tom McMillan, uh, uh, John Lucas. <laughs> And what ended up being a hundred three to one hundred overtime game, declare. But most people who were there, most people to this day will say it was the greatest game in the history <laughs> of ACC <laughs> basketball, and it's still to this day my favorite, my favorite day. So when I got in there, I was hooked, Adam. I, there was no way, mm-hmm. there was no way I was going to do anything else in my life besides being a sports writer and cover ACC basketball and to go to all the different ones over the years. And it's like a big convention, and in, in, in is yeah, it, it is. And and I, yeah. I mean, I, I remember because I grew up in Charlotte in the '90s, and I remember we had the run at Charlotte Coliseum where they had it there yeah. four years in a row. Yeah, I was actually at the tournament as a kid of the year. Derek Phelps hurt his back oh, in '93. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I was at the game. We had a power outage there. As, uh, I think at another tournament I went to. Virginia won that one, didn't they? Didn't, didn't Virginia? Uh, I believe yes, they did. Yeah, because, big upset. Yeah, and then yes. Carolina came back and won the next year, mm-hmm. knocked Wake out in the semifinals when Wake had them up. Uh, it was the classic, up by three with, uh, you know, are you going to foul or not? Right. And 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 and, and they fouled, and they and Carolina ended up hitting one and missing one, and ended up going overtime and winning, mm-hmm. and ended up winning. The, yeah, see, the, yeah, see but can, it's it's just a special it's a special event. I mean, so you know, awesome. we would like when I was in school, we would wheel the TV carts into the classroom, yeah, and we would watch the games. I had a social studies teacher in middle school who, you know, encouraged the students to wear their jerseys for their teams one day cool. while we did our classwork in air quotes because <laughs> we, you know, were supposed to be studying. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. And as a sports writer. You cover a certain beat, and Wake Forest doesn't have the same uh, uh, number of uh, writers who cover Wake Forest, obviously, mm-hmm. as Duke or, 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 or North Carolina or even bigger schools will have. So when I'm out on the road during the season covering these games, I'm running into this buddy at this game, or and I'm running into this other buddy at this other game. Well, you go to the ACC tournament, and there, everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And it's what, you know, I, I've used this. I wrote one of my favorite blogs I ever wrote. Back in the Mountain Man era, back when the the American West was getting opened up, mm-hmm. and you had these unbelievable human beings who would go out and, and spend all winter out in, in, on top of these mountains and fighting grizzly bears and Indians and, and bringing their pelts back, well, they would always have this what was known as a rendezvous every spring where they would all meet, mm-hmm. and they would swap their, their, their wares, and they would swap stories, and they would raise a lot of hell so to speak you know and, and party and race and for about a week and they just have fun and oh yeah i always called that the acc tournament for sports riders it was it was the ultimate rendezvous i can when, imagine <laughs> when we all I, get back I together can, i can definitely imagine that yeah so my favorite moments of my life yeah we're always in the press room after the games, Adam. When we oh, yeah. all come back, we'd have this major adrenaline going because we just beaten deadline and we were buzzing on what we saw yeah. and and we were having adult, uh, drinking so uh, adult party beverages and staying up till four o'clock in the morning. Oh yeah, no, I, 
<laughs> deadline ru- deadline rush is one of the Ooh, biggest rushes you can get. I love it. I love and I, it. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I, I geek out on it a little bit, you know, because, I mean, I'm obviously more of a preps guy. Like on Friday nights yeah. when we're rocking and rolling, you I know, love getting it. back from writing a game, got to get all these roundups in and everything else. Deadline's there. But, I mean, I'm sure my adrenaline rush, I just go home and watch TV, whereas y'all – Seem to celebrate it a little bit different way. Well, when they got a room full of all all the party beverages you can drink and and, and hors d'oeuvres and all your buddies are in there, and you don't, yeah. you know, a lot of times, Adam, you wouldn't even get rolling in there until one o'clock, one thirty, because everybody had to beat deadlines. So you roll in at one thirty, mm-hmm. and and they're pulling the they're pulling the beverages out at three, and everybody's yelling because hey, where are you going? <laughs> When this party's not over. <laughs> oh, my favorite all time was in yeah. 1981. They went to Maryland. Mm-hmm. Went to Maryland. That's back where it is now. See, it changes. If the game's played in the afternoon, then a lot of that energy is dispersed by the time you get to the press room. But if yeah. the game's played on Saturday night or at night, you come in off that that high, that adrenaline rush of mm-hmm. a deadline. And you're, again, you're not there till one. I remember that year in 1981. Uh, the first night I got to my hotel room, thankfully the hospitality room was in the same hotel as my room. <laughs> so I only had to go up the elevator. And I got in at four o'clock the first night. Yes. And I said, you know, next night I got in at, at, at I got to bed at 4.30. And I went to the end of that, that uh, press room the Saturday night after this championship game saying, I can't be up till four. I can't a third straight night. Well, Adam, it was five. <laughs> By the time I got to bed, you With, just, those are my favorite moments of my whole say, life. To, uh, to paraphrase uh, one of our good friends, Brant, who once yeah. sent me this, it's like, with adult beverages, impossible is nothing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It all depends on your fuel or your it, choice of fuel. Choice of fuel. That's exactly what it is. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I bet you got stories for days. What about um, what about the NCAA tournament? What's that like? Uh, it used to be so, so, so good, and it just mm-hmm. everything's changed. Um, to get you know, start putting a real down on this conversation. One of the big differences of my career over the last few years, just the last half dozen years, really, was is more and more. Uh, Schools are going to uh, really putting a lot of emphasis on controlling the message, mm-hmm. and we don't have the kind of access to these teams uh, and players and, and coaches that we used to have. And you see it in all walks of life, the modern society. You see it in business. You see it in politics. Uh, controlling the message has become a big deal. Mm-hmm. Now, whereas used to be, I could go and hang out and, and, and get to know the subjects I was dealing with. And this day and time is much more choreographed and much more scripted. And my opportunities to really just just to hang out and get to know these people are, are, are very, very limited now. And so it's not nearly like it used to be. It used to be you could go, and boy, they were glad to have you, and they would take care of you. And this day and time, television is, is, is the entity that everybody caters to. And, and you understand it. I mean, mm-hmm. it is, it's the monster. It's big. Yeah. But it's like almost like we don't really matter that much anymore. And so it's become more of a drag to cover than it used to yeah. be. But back in the glory days when they would really, really fetch you, take care of you, really t- be glad to have you, mm-hmm. that there were wonderful, wonderful times I had on, in NCAA tournaments. Yeah. But, but by is, that, is it more of a grind? It can um, get that way. Instead of like where the ACC tournament feels like a convention where it's relaxed. Uh, I mean, can the NCAA be more of like just where you just kind of got to push through because, yes. you know, you're on the road. Yes. You don't know where you're going to go exactly. next. Exactly. 
and you're just living basically day to day. Yes, you, exactly. You come right off the ACC tournament, and you got to immediately make travel plans. You got to figure out. And usually, you're gonna be trying flying out real, real, real early either Tuesday or Wednesday morning. You get there, and you catch everything on the fly. There's always. Uh, you know, these practices and coach availabilities is what it's called today. Yes. It used to be called press conference. Now it's availabilities. Right. And you go and you just work it. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a wind tunnel. You get in the middle of it and you, you don't mm-hmm. even breathe. You don't even think. Your life becomes that. And in a lot of ways it's really, really, really cool. But as you get older, it wears you down a little bit. And also, once again, you get into instances where you don't get nearly the kind of uh, cooperation and access that you well, used to get. I, mean, that's cause yeah. it, I think that's because it's the NCAA show. Yes. I mean, it's it's their, yes. it's yes. their deal. It's not the schools or the conferences yes. where there's maybe more of a neighborhood feel. Yes, exactly. I would say it is it is their thing, yes, their deal. It's exactly right. So it's neat. It's cool. But uh, when you've done as many as I have, it gets uh, it gets harder to do. It gets harder to do. Mm-hmm. To uh, and, and wow, I mean, you got any fun stories from the NCAA tournament days though? Any, oh, anything you want to share? PG. I mean, we got to keep it a little PG thirteen. I can remember when we went to the nineteen eighty four tournament when Wake. That was the year Wake retired Meyer. They played DePaul and beat beat uh, uh, DePaul out in St. Louis, the big old Checker Dome. And we fly into uh, St. Louis. Had a great old hotel and went to the Checker Dome. Uh, and I remember it was right at the advent of uh, ESPN when they were doing that. Uh, 24 hour uh, telecast and you they would you would watch games all day if you weren't covering they would have they would have them running all the time and then at night they'd be running replays mm-hmm. of the early games and I remember the ho- the Chase Hotel out in St. Louis was was the place we were we were staying and they put a bunch of riders in there and then they didn't have ESPN and we were all <laughs> going what you can't do that so like after uh, about after the 20th sports writer had come down there and raising hell about not having ESPN. I remember they, they laid a cable <laughs> next door to this <laughs> restaurant or some other entity to feed ESPN into that hotel so the sports writers could watch this game, <laughs> these games unfold. And they actually had to, and I know we broke down how many uh, federal and, and local codes and stuff like that. It's a wonder the Chase Hotel didn't break, uh, burn down. Well, some kind of spark coming off of it, but that's one instance where we just, oh, another, oh gosh, another time. I'm at, uh, I'm in, uh, oh, I'm in Lexington, Kentucky, where North Carolina's playing in a regional, mm-hmm. and uh, it's when uh, wait, uh, Duke is playing uh, Kentucky, okay. In Lexington? In, in, no, but they're playing oh. in another region. I'm playing in Philadelphia. Oh. That's where they're playing. They're playing okay. in Philadelphia. And, and we're, we're in Patino's Restaurant that right. night. It's a good restaurant. And the place is going crazy. And it's that great, that famous Duke, oh, Duke Kentucky uh, game. Okay, you're talking about the 92 Eastern Regional yes, Finals. Yes, 92 Re- Eastern okay, Regional Finals. Go. And I'm in the Patino's Restaurant with Al Featherstone and Carlton Tudor and some other good buddies. And it, the place is just going mad. Oh, yeah. And I go use the bathroom. I come back out, Wait. and the place is emptied out because Christian Leitner has <laughs> just hit the shot. Just hit the shot with me. And I, I had to go use the bathroom. I came back out, and the place was dead. Everybody had <laughs> emptied out of there. And I was in Patino's restaurant that night when they went down. So, yeah, there's so many of those. Did, uh, were you there for the whole game from start to finish? No, we got in there about halftime. And of course, okay. you, you're eating dinner, you know, and you're trying, oh, yeah. you know, and it's crowded. And so you're only watching so much of it. But, uh 
Yeah, I do remember going to the bathroom and coming back out and it was emptied out when Christian Leighton <laughs> hit, hit that shot. Oh, I can just imagine that oh. room. I mean, you know, you're going from a really super high to just, I can't believe what oh, just happened. Oh, God. You just see so many instances like that. So many. All right. Oh, man. Um, what do you think of Wake's chances for the tournament? Do you think they'll have the Deacons will have to go through a play-in game, or do you think they'll get into the 64 team field? I think they'll get in. Mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be a crime if they did. Now mm-hmm. they're 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 going into the Louisville game. They mm-hmm. were like 41 RPI, 46 maybe RPI. Okay, I mm-hmm. figure if they could beat Louisville, which was the one missing. Missing element of their of their resume was yes, a, a was a win over a, a top twenty five team. That hashtag signature win, signature right? win. So they go. That I term. thought if they would beat Louisville, I thought that they could possibly even lose at Virginia Tech and then win a game or two at the NCAA ACC tournament and still yeah. possibly get in. But for them to beat Louisville and for them to beat Virginia Tech, and they you know they changed the. Criteria around to meet what they want to do. You know, they they, they decide what they want to do, and then they uh, uh, they uh, assign the criteria to, to what they, to justify what they did. I think instead of using the criteria to actually come up with the decision. But anyway, I, I just don't see how they can they can leave them out now. And one mm-hmm. of the criteria they keep talking about is is the team playing well down the stretch. Yes. Well, Wake's won three in a row. Wake doesn't and win. Wake three has in a also row. won four out of six. Four out of six. Yeah. Playing hot and. Uh, yeah, I think they're in. I, even if they were yes. to lose, even if they were to lose to Boston College, yeah. I still think they're in. Now that they may not yeah. be, but to I mean, me I think I think they've done enough to bypass that play-in game and not have to play that Tuesday or Wednesday, to not have to hop on a plane Sunday night yeah. and go to Dayton. And a buddy of mine, Gary Strickland, said if they make the to Dayton mm-hmm. and get eliminated, are they in the NCAA tournament? And I said, Gary, when you've not been in the NCAA tournament since nineteen until since twenty ten. <laughs> And you get invited to, and yes. you're playing in Dayton. You're in the tournament, by it, God. You're in the tournament. <laughs> you can hang a banner. You can hang a banner up in Joel Coliseum, NCAA tournament, 2016, 2017. Now they may fool me. Maybe, maybe they get beat by Boston College. Maybe they get spurned. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't make the NCAA tournament. I think that would be a travesty. I do. I do too. And actually, and as. Going into that Louisville game last week, I thought they had a really good chance of winning that one. I did too. And then I also thought they had a great possibility of blowing it on Saturday. I at did Virginia too. Tech. I did too. I did too. We've been watching the same team. Well, but yeah. there again, but there again, that's changed though, Adam. See, that's, that was that was why that that Virginia Tech game. I go back to that was such an imp- impressive game. It was such an impressive game to win that way. That it. And it was, and it turned out to be well. After the Louisville game, then it turned into the most important game on the schedule. Yeah. To kind of use a little bit of a coach speak there, yeah. the next yeah. is the most important. Yeah. But in reality, it was yeah. because they got that signature that signature win everybody been talking about, and then they finally had. To, then it's kind of like, all right, well now you got to go and back it up and win this one too. Beat an NCAA tournament team on their own court, grabbed them by the throat in the last ten minutes and throttled mm-hmm. them two in a row. Th- throttled them. They throttled them the way they did it. Oh yeah, the way they did it was most mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, I just boy, I think they I, again they got to go. They should yeah. go beat Boston College. Right. They should. And mm-hmm. but even if they were to get upset, I still think they're an NCAA team. Uh, they say the bubble's weak this year. Then you don't ever know how the other tournaments, uh, how all that falls out. How many conference champions regular season win their tournament and things like that. Factors like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just for instance, I was watching the Iowa game versus uh, who were they playing the other night and. Uh, 
Uh, well, we were watching the, the the Purdue Northwestern game. There you go, Purdue okay. Northwestern. Northwestern's there on the bubble, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, well, it wakes wakes advantage of Purdue wins this game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's because they're uh, wakes in there with Northwestern. You know, battling for one of those spots. Right. Well, Purdue wins that game, so that that knocks Northwestern back. So you don't know how many of those games which way they go. But is that an NCAA team? In NCAA tournament team, absolutely, that's an NCAA mm-hmm. tournament team. Now, you you were sidelined throughout the middle part of the season, yeah. shoulder surgery. Yeah. You were out about six weeks, I think, somewhere. Yeah, well, almost um, two months. Yeah. Okay. What What did you see? I mean, I'm assuming you're still you were still watching the games oh, and still following. What watched. did you What did you see out of the Deacons? You know, when you finally had a chance to step back and just observe and not and not have to be you know in the middle of it trying to write and everything else. Uh, what, I like to take notes when I'm watching a game to keep me locked into it because I'm used to that doing that when I'm courtside. What I, what I started, <laughs> this is interesting, mm-hmm. I've heard so much over the years about the need for offenses to, to A, pass the ball, and B, reverse the court to make the defenses work. Mm-hmm. So I started charting number of passes per possession. For a lot of these games I was watching, but I was really paying particular note to Wake Forest's uh, offense and how many passes, and I'm only talking about half court possessions because mm-hmm. if you're in a uh, in, if you're in a broken court transition period, you're attacking the basket. That does not count. I'm talking about when you've crossed mid court and you run a and set offense uh, into a set defense. Yes. Okay. How many balls? How many passes are you making? And are you reversing the court? Are you making the defense work? Mm-hmm. And I started charting those numbers of passes. And in the process of that, I got really, really impressed with the offense that Danny Manning has incorporated mm-hmm. at Wake Forest. It's a good offense. Yep. It, they get a lot of people involved. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I was doing NC State, for yeah. instance. Okay. And I was noticing they did, did Dennis Smith monopolized the ball, mm-hmm. and it all went through him, and they didn't have anywhere close to the same flow of their offense. And that's not to criticize Dennis Smith because that was the way Coach Godfrey set up his team this year. He basically right. threw, threw Dennis Smith the keys to the car and said, okay, take us where you need to do. And it, a buddy of mine and I were laughing the other day. This is a great question, Adam. Think of this one. Okay, shoot. You've got Dennis Smith, who may be the most talented player in the ACC. Okay? Right. And you get him, and he plays all year for you. Mm-hmm. Did he make a Difference? Did, did what did the state win? Four, four ACC term. Would, would that team, which had other other weapons, Ooh. would they have won four ACC games without without Dennis Smith on the court? Oh. You can make a good case they could have won four that. ACC games if Dennis Smith had ever even shown up at, at NC State, and that. he might be the most talented player in the league. That's a wonderful point. I never. I mean, I don't think anybody would have maybe thought of it that way. Could could they have won four without Dennis Smith? You would think so. I think so. I mean, they if the, <laughs> they would have beat Boston College. Yeah. yeah meanwhile, the I coach mean, paid for it. He got fired. He yes. set up that way, mm-hmm. and you can understand why he set up that way because he's a great. Yes. He's a, Dennis well, Smith you, is a I great mean, talent. You build around your most talented players. That makes sense. But but he, to have them monopolize it. It's kind of, and, and I guess an NBA example of this would be Russell Westbrook yes. in, in the Oklahoma City exactly Thunder right, right now. It, I mean, yeah. Westbrook's going off, and it's incredible to right. watch. But 
when you look at analytics and everything else, is it actually hurting the team it, by having him, you know, do this triple double stuff every time? So I'm not sure it, it helped what, uh, NC State to have. They, I don't know if they got anything from Dennis Smith this year. Wow. <laughs> he's the best player who played there for years and years and years. And, and again, I'm not criticizing Dennis Smith. No, and I'm not no. even criticizing Mark Godfrey for doing it. I'm just saying no, it makes a, you wonder: did it did he have any impact on on their one loss record? That is a Amazing observation and one that I never would have thought to make at all. I know that's that twisted mind. That was those. You know, you talk about being off those those two months. I watched so much basketball because mm-hmm. I was sitting on my behind. I couldn't do anything. I right. was in a sling. I was just, and I needed something for my mind. I watched basketball all the. It helped give me. It always helps get me through the winter. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can get through a winter without ACC basketball, but this year it was even more precious and wonderful than it usually is for me. And I watched so much basketball, and I charted I mean, how many, like how many hours a day would you watch? Anything was on, really. Particular, well, anything particularly ACC basketball. I never miss ACC basketball game if I ever, if 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 uh, if if I unless I'm having to be somewhere else covering a game, mm-hmm. I'm watching every ACC basketball game I can. I'm just fascinated by it. I mean, it, it, it's a wonderful thing. Grew up on it. It's a beautiful game. I grew up on it. You oh, know, yeah. I grew up I mean, on it. I go back to David Thompson. Yeah, I remember. I went to, when I went to college in Auburn. Yeah. So you know you're, you're down exactly well the Tigers, but we can we can have that discussion another yeah. day. I, I can give you a whole history lesson on this one, but we'll stick to the basketball right now. So yeah, I, I go down there, you know, East Alabama in the heart of SEC I've country. Been, I've, been, I've been there. Iron Bowl rivalry, this yeah. and that. So I take my North Carolina Tar Heel fandom for basketball down there, mm-hmm. and I'm living in the frat house, sophomore year, junior year, whatever, and I'm yelling at the TV. Yeah, because I think. Uh, it was my sophomore year. They're playing Illinois. Carolina's playing an early season game against Illinois. Yeah. This was the 04 05 season. Oh, ooh, yeah, national championship. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm watching this. I'm like, and I'm freaking out. And, this, and my, my friends are like, what are you even doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you go to yeah. Auburn. Like, why are you watching this yeah. basketball yeah. game? And, yeah. I, and all, I had to tell, all I would have to say to him was like, guys, if you don't live it, you don't understand it. <laughs> like yeah. this is this is what we do here in North Carolina. Like this the is hook, it. The hook is in real deep. Oh yeah. The hook is in really, really, really deep. And one of the things is I, I think the media, the way it's been covered over the years, and we're seeing we're seeing such a transition in our in our industry. Mm-hmm. But I I'm going to give the credit a whole lot of the credit to the way the the uh, ACC basketball is being covered by the Winston Salem Journal and the Charlotte Observer and the News Raleigh News Observer. I think we were a big part of educating educating the fans Mm -hmm. and they look to us and I think that that's one reason I get frustrated when we don't give them what I feel like we should I feel like we've planted the seeds Mm -hmm. and we have this huge harvest of all this great interest and when we don't harvest it Mm -hmm. I think we're leaving it to lie fallow and that's one thing's reason I get frustrated when I when I see I know you guys can't do it. But paragraph boxes kill me. I remember the old long box, you know, the old long box where you oh, had yeah. the columns. You oh, know, yeah. you grow up you grow up expecting that mm-hmm. the standings in there every day. You know, those yeah. are things that you just get used to mm-hmm. because the hook is in and the media has played. People like uh, I mentioned Mark Wicker earlier, and people like Carlton Tudor, and and the, and the Giants, the Bob Quincy's, and the the people who have covered this stuff over the years. There have been some great sports writers come through the ACC over these over these last forty years. I've been doing it and 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 taking pride in it. And the hook is in deep. The hook oh, yeah. is in deep. Uh, I can't wait I mean, to this. Here's, here's here's a great example of the hook being in really deep, especially here in this. I was looking at the yeah. AC. I was looking at the TV schedule 
the basketball TV schedule for Saturday night, and and or basically the whole Saturday day, really. They cleared out a lot of big time games for that one night game in Chapel Hill. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm pretty sure it's set up like that every yeah, year. Absolutely. That's why they had to get back to that Saturday night. Now it kills us because mm-hmm. it's deadline. It's incredible pressure. Well, at least they gave us a break by starting at eight fifteen instead of nine. Exactly. But even there, you're up on it, whereas it used to be 1 o'clock on Sunday when you had all day. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you had all day. Well, but on the other hand, they had that when I started. It was that Saturday night ACC championship game, mm-hmm. and then the Big East took that slot. Yes. And the ACC sat back and they watched the bump that the Big East was getting off that, that Saturday night spot. Mm-hmm. So they wrangled. That was a big thing, political thing, to get back to that Saturday mm-hmm. night, to get back into that, into that slot. And I also think it's – now they're going up to Big East territory. I know. I mean, it's basically plant. It's, I don't want to say planting a flag, but it's like we're here and this is this is our time. Yeah, like, yeah. It, I, it won't have. They went to Tampa. When they went to Tampa, it wasn't really like the same. You know, it yeah. was. And I'll be curious about to hear. Obviously, I'm not going, but I'll be curious to hear. Was is there any real flavor of it being ACC? There wasn't in Tampa. There right. was not in Tampa. You could take it to Charlotte and still get it. Mm-hmm. You could take it even DC and still get it. Yes. And, uh, well, I mean, Virginia's not too far from D.C. Yeah, I felt like I was an ACC tournament in, 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 in D.C. I did not feel that way in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And that's one reason, is, uh, of course, with my surgery, and I'm not that far removed, I was concerned about the stamina level of being up there for a whole week working 24 hours a day, well, but that just not being able to do it physically. Mm-hmm. And Keegan Lowe has done a great job, and he deserved, he deserved to go. So I'm feeling really good about the decision that he's going. But it is going to be strange because I have been to a, at least one session ACC tournament every year since 1974. Mm-hmm. But I know other good friends of mine. This will be the first one they've missed in forever. And it's just, it's a passage. It's, everything changes. But I laugh about it. Everything changes. When I got into the profession in the early 70s, if I'd have gotten in 30 years before Adam, I'd have had to wear a suit and tie. Because <laughs> all professionals had to. Country, I mean, it already changed that much, you know? I don't, I don't really see that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know if I could have been a sports writer. I was going to say, well, I'm recording, this, I'm recording this podcast with a backwards hat, hooded sweatshirt, and t shirt. So. <laughs> I imagine how I guess I guess I guess I'm the new wave of the next decline of sports riding. We'll yeah, say. we'll see. So it all changes, and it changed a lot. It changed enough from just the you know just standards of the day. Where yeah, if I'd had to wear a suit and tie to go to games, I don't know if I could have ever been a sports rider. I, mm-hmm. You know, but so it changes. Everything just in flux. There's the only thing yeah. you know. Everything. The only constant in life is everything changes, and oh, yeah. uh, you just got to roll with it. Oh, yeah. uh, what's your favorite tournament site? The favorite tournament size Greensboro. Okay. Oh God! But on the other hand, I mean, when it would go because I know it would go to Charlotte sometimes. It's been in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Raleigh, I believe, is hosted as well. Uh, Why? What makes Greensboro stand out? Because the atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. you got you got more real juice in the building. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but Charlotte has that pretty close to you. North Carolina is the hotbed of it. it mm-hmm. Now, one thing per- personally about it. I like the games in Greensboro most, but actually covering tournaments, I would rather it be in Charlotte or Atlanta because when we go to those places, we get a hotel room and I get back to that whole uh, uh, media media room after games and hanging out and being part of the tournament. Whereas if it's in Greensboro, we drive back and forth. Right. We don't get room. So I miss the social aspect of the games in Greensboro because we're traveling back and forth. But the games themselves just seem to have more... Uh, juice to them, more mm-hmm. energy in the building. 
when it's in Greensboro than any other place. Do you think we'll get it back in 2019 and 2020? Let's see what happens to politics. I hate his politics, regardless yes. of which way you feel about yes. You know, well, the issue, we're, yeah, we, we're when, not getting into when that. it gets down to politics, yeah. it's just that's the, that's the wrong way to decide these things. But uh, it is, but it is completely out of our hands. And it's so twenty first century too. It really is. It's so twenty first where we are as a society. And uh, so I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know about that. I hope so. But uh, we're getting further and further away from what it was. Just to be at fifteen teams now. Mm-hmm. You know, I find you know I. What, what do you think the perfect size for the tournament was or is? Oh, uh, the perfect was eight, but yeah, yeah. I know I know that's not feasible anymore. I mean, I because I mean, I I I watched it in the era of nine. Yeah, nine's so. cool. Nine's cool for the, yeah. the eight regular season champion gets a bye. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Whenever you expand it out past that though into four or five days, it just loses something. Uh, it almost becomes too big. It waters it becomes it down. bigger than it needs to and be. And those early season, those early tournament games could be pretty ragged, and and teams just play it out the motion. It's just. It's just not the same, but on the other hand, bless John Swafford's heart, he had to expand. Mm-hmm. He had to expand. If he doesn't expand, next thing you know, Florida State is is, is announcing they're going to the SEC or whatever. You start teams start peeling off, and there goes Miami. There goes mm-hmm. the next one. And you, well, look, I mean, just look, look what happened to the Big East. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, the Big East, the, the basketball juggernaut to. of the '80s through the night, and then just you know, one by one, you know, and the ACC. <laughs> You've got to do it. And I hate it because yeah. it's not the same. It's lost a lot of yeah. the atmosphere. But uh, but that was my time, and we got a new yeah. time now. I actually think that's a perfect way to end. There man. you go. Thank you for your time, my, Country. My it has pleasure. been great talking with you. My pleasure. Um, I'm sure you'll be watching the games this week. I think I'm gonna be blogging them. We'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna we'll try. To, I'm gonna be trying to blog game by okay. game by game. So if so, if I'm able to get that up, uh, we're working mm-hmm. through some, jumping through some hoops, to get that done. If I'm able to do that, I want everybody to jump on my take on wake and watch it with me. We'll all sit on the television and, and watch it together. Okay. You gonna have some adult beverages? Liable to. <laughs> <laughs> there. <we go. laughs>